This episode of Brown Girl Guild is sponsored by The Whole Bowl. The Whole Bowl believes in whole foods packed with nutrients without losing the flair for excitement in each meal. They offer meals for people with all sorts of dietary restrictions, like my endless list of restrictions of no gluten, no dairy, no potatoes, no white rice, and basically no fun. But like I said, they make their meals fun, so I always hit up the whole bowl. They offer home delivery for meal prep all over the lower mainland, custom macro-based meals, and honestly, their food is bomb. I always order takeout from here and even order meal prep like that one time during my cousin's wedding week so that I could stay on top of my fitness grind. During the month of February, say my name when you're in store and you'll get 10% off. You can also use the code BrownGirlGuilt20 to get 20% off on all meal prep orders. Check out their website, thewholebowl.ca, and follow them on Instagram at thewholebowl.ca. Hi friends, it's your girl Harpo. Welcome to this episode of Brown Girl Guilt titled, What is Brown Girl Guilt? Now, at the time that I'm recording this episode, it's been about a year since the Brown Girl Guilt podcast has been out in the world, and it's taken me an entire year of hosting this podcast and creating this community to actually sit down and talk about what Brown Girl Guilt actually is. I mean, I say the word Brown Girl Guilt all the time, and it's a part of my life now. It's a part of my my journey, my soul, you know, the way that I navigate the world. And yet it's taken me an entire year to actually sit down and A, try to even understand and rationalize what Brown Girl Guilt is, and then B, to be able to fully conceptualize it in a way that it makes sense to somebody else. And when I say what is brown girl guilt, I'm not talking about brown girl guilt capital. I'm talking about brown girl guilt lowercase, right? Like the actual thing that is brown girl guilt. What is brown girl guilt? Not as a podcast, not as a brand, not as a website, not as a logo, but what is the actual feeling and what is the actual emotion that is brown girl guilt? So this episode is going to do a deep dive into what brown girl guilt is. And I say deep dive, but let's be real. I think something as deep as brown girl guilt could be talked for um, and talked about for eons and eons. And, you know, my dream is that one day I make a Wikipedia page titled brown girl guilt, lowercase. And then, you know what? Like, yeah, maybe like uppercase too. Like maybe capital BGG is also in the works somehow. But this episode, we're going to kind of talk about what Brown Girl Guilt is because I think it would help for us to understand what I'm talking about when I am recording all the Brown Girl Guilt episodes and also when I'm challenging the sort of structures and experiences that I've had while I'm anchoring it down into Brown Girl Guilt, lowercase. So before I talk about what brown girl guilt is, I think it's important for me to kind of unpack and explain and then also understand for myself what the word guilt means, like what the definition of guilt is first and foremost before I attach the words brown and girl to it. So there's a few different definitions of guilt that you would find all across the board, but one of my favorite definitions of guilt, and mind you, I, I've done a lot of reading around guilt and I'm, you know, constantly trying to add literature and concepts and books and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, 
I'm really trying to become an expert on guilt because if I'm not an expert on guilt, I won't be able to be an expert on brown girl guilt. So one of my favorite definitions of the word guilt is that it's a self-conscious emotion that involves negative evaluations of the self. So it's feelings of distress and feelings of failure. And so guilt is something that you experience when you have a feeling that you've done something wrong or something bad, or you've let somebody down. Um, And one definition even goes as far as saying that it's the state of having broken a law, right? So kind of like when you feel bad about lying about something or hiding something, or again, like doing something, you know, wrong, like deviant. And so Guilt is the feeling that we experience in our bodies, wherever you store guilt. I mean, for me, I store a lot of guilt in my, like the center of my body, around my heart and around my stomach area. Um, But guilt is something that we experience when we feel that we've done something wrong or we've let somebody down, we've done something bad. And so if that's the definition of guilt, you know, what is the definition of brown girl guilt, right? And I think the definition of brown girl guilt builds on this you know, original definition of guilt. Um, but it adds a little bit more masala for lack of a better word, you know, and I should actually, before I even begin to step into this definition, I should say that this is a definition that is a working definition. It's one that, you know, myself and a friend of mine, Jeevan Sangha, if you're listening, Jeevan, shout out to you. I can't take credit for it because, you know, I, I'm not the only one that uh, conceptualized brown girl guilt, but this definition is one that we created and we're going to keep creating, we're going to keep changing. And, but this is the version that we have right now. Brown girl guilt is the unique and nuanced experience of brown girls and women that is shaped by the expectations to adhere to stark gender roles, familial expectations, and cultural norms. When we differ from these expectations, girls and women of diverse age groups and locations around the world experience brown girl guilt. So I think what we're, what, what, what I've been able to rationalize is that guilt is this self-conscious emotion that you feel when you've done something wrong. And then brown girl guilt is that same self-conscious feeling of, oh my God, I've done something wrong. I've like broken a law or, you know, I've broken the rules um, or I've let somebody down. But that feeling of guilt of like having done something wrong is rooted in gender roles. It's rooted in familial expectations and it's rooted in cultural norms. So it's not that you've just done one thing wrong, um, you know, where you've let like one person down in your family or you let your friend down and that's why you're experiencing guilt. But, you know, brown girl guilt is this idea of experiencing guilt for breaking like these larger understandings of who you should be and how you should operate in the world, how you should show up in the world and how you should be navigating the world. And we feel an intense inferno of guilt in our bodies because we are going against what has been traditionally told to us, right? Taught to us. And that's interesting to me. It's, you know, it's so crazy to me that uh, brown girl guilt 
is a feeling that we experience in our bodies because we think we've done something wrong. And so you only think that you've done something wrong if you've been taught that there's a certain way of doing things your entire life, right? If there's a certain way that you should be dressing, if there's a certain way that you should be speaking, um, you know, certain careers you should be having, uh, what modifications you should and shouldn't be doing to your bodies. These are all things that we have been taught at some point in our lives And when we feel that we're letting somebody down, that's when we experience the guilt. And often the people that we're letting down, and I'm using, you know, air quotations as I'm recording this episode, the people that we're letting down are, you know, who? Like it's the, it's our families, perhaps it's our communities at large. Maybe it's other women, you know? And so brown girl guilt is this emotion that we just feel all the time when we think we've done something wrong. But the the point of you know me recording the brown girl guilt podcast capital is to say that who decided that we did something wrong who decided that we let somebody down you know why do we feel this intense feeling all the time you know intense feeling aka guilt why do we feel it all the time you know what what makes us think that we did something that we shouldn't have done and who taught us that where do we learn those things right and so examples of brown girl guilt you know are are everywhere for me especially in my life i experience brown girl guilt in like really small singular ways but i also experience brown girl guilt in large forms um and they've you know the the brown girl guilt has really found a home in my body it's found a home in the way that i move through the world One of the first examples that I used of brown girl guilt um, was this feeling of guilt when I'm sleeping in on a weekend and, you know, kind of as I'm tossing and turning, I hear that my mom is like vacuuming by herself downstairs or cleaning the entire house on a Saturday or a Sunday while I'm peacefully sleeping in my room. That to me is brown girl guilt. I feel like, oh man, like I'm here. Like, yes, I had a long week. Yes, I haven't been sleeping much, but I'm lying here in my bed and I I'm, I should be entitled to my rest, but I don't feel in, feel good about resting. I feel really guilty that, you know, I'm capable of helping my mom and I should be up and helping my mom. I've also never really told the story about how brown girl guilt actually came together, right? As the lowercase. And, and again, we're talking about lowercase BGG here, right? How brown girl guilt actually came to be was um, in 2019. Um, I had been out for many days in a row. And if you're a brown girl listening to this, who has the same problem as me, you'll get what I mean that I had too much fun, too many days in a row. And it was a problem. Okay. I'd gone out maybe on the Thursday, maybe on the Friday. And then I was about to go out again on the Saturday. And so, you know, there was a long time in my life where I had to like scatter my fun days across the board because too many days of fun in a row would mean like, I would probably feel like really uncomfortable. And my parents would be like, you keep going out. And that's exactly what happened. Right. So in summer. 2019, I'd gone out maybe like a couple days in a row and I was going out one night with my cousin and then my friend. So my cousin Grijo and then uh, my friend Simran, who actually edits the Brown Girl Guild podcast. So it's kind of a full circle moment. So I was going to go meet Sim in Vancouver with my cousin and I get all dressed up. You know, I'm looking good. I'm looking hot. We're going to go out. You know, it's going to be a fun night. I put my makeup on. I had a whole like mini pregame with myself and I come downstairs feeling like the shit, right? Like I feel good. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm going to meet a cute boy today. Like it's going to be a good time. As soon as I come down the stairs right there and there, bam, my mom and dad say to me, oh my God, you're going out again. Like you're literally going to go out, go out again. And you know, it wasn't like what they said, but it's the way that they said it and the way that I felt intensely guilty of like, oh, actually you're kind of right. Like I am going out like 
for the third day in a row, but like realistically, like who said that going out a third day in a row is bad, right? If there's nothing wrong with me going out three days in a row. I mean, boys do it all the time and nobody bats an eye. Anyway, so they, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to leave the house. And this is the energy that kind of ends up, you know, being thrown my way. And so even though I leave the house, I leave the house after listening to an entire lecture of how, you know, I need to prioritize my family and I need to stay at home. And I need to like, you know, think about other people in my life and not just myself. And so my cousin comes, she picks me up and I'm in a bad mood, right? I get in the car. I'm in a bad mood now because now I have this overwhelming sense of like something. I don't know what it is, but there's something that's lingering in my body and I'm on my way to Vancouver and you know we get halfway there and I'm on the bridge in the car and I I tell my cousin I'm like you know what I don't even feel like going anymore I'm I'm kind of like maybe I should turn around and go back home and take off my makeup and take off this like bomb outfit that I'm wearing because maybe that's what will make them happy you know and my cousin goes yeah man the brown girl guilt is so real click that in that moment right there when she said the brown girl guilt is so real I was like, wow, you're so right. Because in theory, I, my mind is telling me like, you shouldn't feel guilty. You shouldn't feel guilty. You know, it shouldn't matter to you that, uh, you know, you have been out a few days in a row. It really shouldn't matter to you. And yet you're sitting here seeping in this like energy of something that feels a little bit more than guilt because you're telling yourself it's okay for me to go out a few days in a row. It shouldn't matter that I've been out, you know, a couple of days in a row. This is my life, my pleasure, my fun. And yet I'm sitting here feeling this intense feeling of some sort of inferno. And there she goes. She says, brown girl guilt. And so that's how brown girl guilt was born, right? Because to me, I was like, if I tell anybody else, and quite frankly, if I tell like a white person, right? Or if I tell a non-brown person that I'm feeling this intense guilt and I'm at this place now, but in the back of my mind, all I can think about is the, the words that my parents said to me as soon as I walked out the front door, they'd be like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get, I don't understand. And so for me, it's not just a simple form of guilt. It's a brown girl guilt, right? It's, it's a guilt attached to the brownness of my identity. It's attached to the, the, the femininity of my, of my identity. You know, it's an intersection of the gender roles that I am expected to adhere to. And then the intersection of the culture in which that I've grown up in. And I mean, that's like a small example of brown girl guilt, but I think that brown girl guilt happens and manifests itself in larger ways. And I, I said that a little bit, you know, before that brown girl guilt, you know, manifests in ways that we can't even probably fathom, right? And how I've, I've actually been really thinking lately about how so many of my decisions in my life have been governed by and really anchored in the brown girl guilt that I experience and that I carry. And I might not think about it, you know, and think, no, 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 I'm good. Like I, that's not what I feel anymore. You know, now I have a podcast and now I record episodes and now I talk about brown girl guilt openly. And so I've accepted it, but there's still so many times that brown girl guilt will show up in my life. And I was having a conversation with somebody about just what brown girl guilt is at a really meta level. Like if I really step back, zoom out and think about what brown girl guilt actually is, the words disembodiment and disempowerment come to my mind because I'm actually formulating this in real time as I'm talking to myself. <laughs> really, I'm talking to myself on this microphone. But it's it's a form of disembodiment and a form of disempowerment because the things that I'm feeling bad about, right? The things that I'm feeling really guilty about are things that I actually shouldn't feel guilty about, right? I actually shouldn't feel bad about. And 
when I'm doing those things, I'm not really letting anybody down. You know, they're, they're my decisions. They're, they're the ways that I, you know, explore my senses. It's how I go through and navigate this human journey with this vessel of mine, this body of mine. And, and so when I start to feel bad for those things that I am deserving of, I have a right on, you know, like that I have a right to, it's essentially saying that I'm not allowed to experience those things and I'm not allowed to feel these things. And that's why I'm feeling guilty. An example of that is, you know, for many brown women in my life, myself included, you know, we've had a really tough time exploring our sexuality, exploring our bodies. And for me, it was always because I felt like my body was not my own. You know, we've been told over and over again that the daughters are the honor of the family and that, you know, the honor and the pride of the family and especially the father is attached to the daughter, right? So much of the the respectability politics of our community are placed on the bodies of women. And so for myself, I had a really tough time separating my bodily pleasure, my sexuality, my sensuality, and then my level of intimacy with people I had a really hard time, you know, like really separating that from that idea of honor, from that idea of, you know, pride, and quite frankly, from the idea of my my parents, of, from my from my father to be more specific. And so even though those are all things that are mine, right? They're my body's experience. You know, I've been granted this beautiful body to experience this human journey through, and yet I've been asked to relegate all those experiences to something outside of myself. And so anytime that I would experience, you know, pleasure in my body or understanding in my body, I felt guilty for it. I felt really bad about something, you know, I was doing something wrong or that I was going against something that I had been taught or I was letting somebody down. And we can just back up and think about how sad that really is, how incredibly hurtful and damaging it is to live a life so disembodied, like so outside of your own body. You know, when I was in high school, when I used to think to myself, you know, I do not pay rent to occupy my body, right? Girls used to ask me all the time when I would get like my bangs cut or if I would dye my hair blue or even till this day, you know, at 25, when people see that I have 13 tattoos, the question often is, does your dad know you have 13 tattoos? Is your dad okay with the fact that you have 13 tattoos? Does your dad care that, you know, you have, you had blue hair for those many years? I think like the, the constant hold that patriarchy has on my body and the way that that patriarchy has been reinforced over and over again on my body is a very disempowering and disembodying experience. It's like somebody else owns my body and somebody else is, you know, allowed to make the decisions of my life for me. And so for that reason, you know, so many times we, we exist outside of our bodies. And then when we try to do something like through your body as the reference, right? Like using my body as a center point for my decisions and not outside of my body, you can feel guilty for it. You can be like, well, I'm doing something that's really wrong. Right. And so brown girl guilt manifests itself all the time and we're not even we're not even aware of it and there's so much more literature on shame than there is on guilt and so when i was even sitting down to like 
formulate this podcast, I was like, maybe I should title it Brown Girl Shame. And I thought, no, Brown Girl Shame is something else. But Brown Girl Guilt is something entirely different. So I guess the question then becomes, how do we undo the Brown Girl Guilt? Like, how do we really let go of it, right? How do we rid ourselves of this internalized feeling that we're doing something wrong, we're letting people down, and that we're breaking some sort of rule in law, right? Or like, we're you know, we're being incredibly rebellious. And I mean, like living your life shouldn't necessarily be rebellious, but it becomes a rebellion, you know, at the end of the day. And even like navigating that, like navigating and, you know, really telling yourself like, oh my God, I'm the black sheep. Like my life is hard. Like how the hell am I going to do this? How do we undo the brown girl guilt? How do we let go of the brown girl guilt? You know, and how do we come back into our bodies, into ourselves and, make decisions that are rooted in confidence and feeling good about the decisions, not necessarily having to constantly think that we're doing something wrong just by existing, right? Just by really trying to live our life through all of our senses and to move through the world experiencing it rather than just surviving through it. I think it truly does come down to coming back down into our bodies and to, you know, really give importance to all the experiential knowledge that our bodies carry and to like honor our bodies and to say to ourselves, like, I am, you know, I am deserving of everything that I want. I am entitled to everything that I want. This is my journey and my experience and I can love everybody, but I have to love myself first, right? I have to tell myself first that you get to choose what you want to do. You get to choose how you want to govern yourself. And that doesn't have to be an outward display, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, writing on the wall and it doesn't have to be like, you know, throwing up the table and then running away. Like it doesn't have to be all those things, but if it's just a silent affirmation to yourself to say, I have existed outside of you for so long, dear body, I'm going to come back into it. And I'm going to promise that I try to come back into it and live here in this present moment, as opposed to living outside of myself. Maybe then we can start to undo the brown girl guilt. And I don't have the answer for it. I mean, that's just a suggestion. And that's kind of something that I'm working on currently. And I think that as time goes on and I think that as as all of us come together and we commit ourselves to understanding the brown girl guilt that we experience and carry and then challenging it I think only then will we start to actually undo the brown girl guilt until then I guess I'm going to keep recording episodes under capital brown girl guilt and that way hopefully we can start to make some monumental positive changes towards actually letting go of lowercase brown girl guilt <laughs>